Welcome back to The Blitz here on 91.3 FM WBNY. I am your host, Evan D. Pasquale, and we got our, our special guest in. If anybody knows what this is, this is obviously like the World Cup from uh, 2018 with, uh, with Russia. So that means we got a, a soccer guest on from the Buffalo State uh, men's soccer team, David Wozniak. Welcome to the show. Hello. So, um, so let me ask you one thing I always like to ask is you're not from Buffalo, but what made you want to come to Buffalo State? Um, honestly, uh, when I got recruited, the coaches, um, the way they showed me the program and the way that everything looked like and how it got presented to me, all of it was great and honestly the the major that I was picking to biology was definitely a um was definitely uh a major that I wanted to pursue so it basically checked off two things that I wanted to do in my future which would be so- uh, college soccer and uh pursue my major which is biology now you guys went on a pretty good run this year if I'm not if memory serves me right I didn't pay much attention to a lot of the fall sports this year but you guys like you guys went to the semifinals of uh SUNYAC playoffs just that's right what was this entire season like for you and for the team um so I came in as a freshman and uh not knowing what to expect I really just wanted to work hard and hopefully get some playing time and honestly I came out um pretty well with how I performed and well we did pretty well as a whole team we like you said we got to the semifinals of the SUNYAC playoffs which was great not as far as we wanted to go but um overall uh the performance wise from the team was great and my uh I would say just everyone as a team plays on the team so, so much chemistry and the way that we all uh all just glued together coming in really great yeah, I got a quick question. So, mm-hmm. you know, it says that you play midfield. Yeah. Um, center, outside? Center midfield. So you're a center midfielder. Yeah. Um, what is the formation that you guys run? Um, if you can share that. Yeah, last year, uh, well, not last year, last season, the, the fall season, we were playing a 4-3-3. Um, so that's four defenders, three midfielders, three attackers. Yeah, can you kind of describe that role, role for the people listening, what you do as a midfielder in a 4-3-3? Four, four, three, three? Because... Yeah. Obviously, you know that you know that that could be a wide variation of things. You guys are on a diamond or like a flat four. Or? Sure. Um. So it's actually more of a diamond. So there's so many variations to the four three three. Um. With the way it looks like, it's actually the most used formation in professional soccer. Um. With the four three three, there's many variations, but the one that we used to play, it was two center backs. We had a left back and a right back. Um. Which is these are all defenders, and then when it came to the midfield, we would play a diamond. So what would happen is, um it would be me and two other center midfielders and one would be kind of like a if you imagine it it's like a isosceles triangle so we just kind of um who whoever basically gets to the ball first would step up to the ball then the person would go another midfielder would go to the left and another person would go to the right so basically just like that um and it'd be whoever's closer to the ball just um rotating in that triangle and just trying to keep the formation as it is. And then with the forwards or strikers, as they say, 
there would be one up top and then a left wing and a right wing. And with the formation that we played, um, those left that left wing and right wing would run up and down the field most of the time on the si- closer to the sideline almost. Yeah, you know, I I played soccer. I was a defenseman, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the times I would have time to breathe. You know, because you yeah. know the midfield and the, the strikers and the forwards had the ball up top. You're a midfielder. I know that as a midfielder, you guys, you know, it takes a lot on your body and a lot yeah. out of you. You know, you know, it's it's exhausting. You guys are running up and down the field. Can you just kind of just you know elaborate on playing midfield and just you know all like the hard struggles that it is to play midfield? I mean, for sure. Uh, there's always there's always a debate in like the locker room, and not only that, like throughout my years of playing, basically just uh, which position runs the most, and it's obviously always biased because it's it's skewed to whatever whoever you're talking with. But um, I would say center midfielders, midfielders in general, um, probably would say do most. I mean, it's just back, it's box to box, and that would be from basically almost how the 18 looks like so it's the 18 18 yard box um to the other 18 yard box on the other side so you're running basically almost 100 yards um up to 90 minutes straight sometimes so it's a lot of running it definitely takes a toll but um coming in like you have to just prepare uh on your on your own but also with the team of course fitness wise got to have a lot of stamina and just of course it takes a toll but um if you you definitely enjoy the sport, so it's uh it's great to do that. Yeah, no, I just had another question: how you guys yeah. kind of do your rotations and your substitutions? Because I know some teams, you know, sometimes they'll just leave their defenders out there. They'll just kind of keep the same, you know, three or four defenders out there, mm-hmm. and they'll you know you know situationally rotate the midfielders. And same with the forwards. Like you guys keep all the defenders out there at once, or and how do you rotate your midfields and forwards? So I would say that. With the defenders, um, the two center backs in the four three three, so it's two center center backs basically, two defenders in the center. Um, those usually stay. I mean, those guys, uh, not not so much of, uh, I would say, a lot of running, but definitely have to be leaders on the on the field. But they they usually stay in. Usually, I would say the left backs and right backs, which are the outside defenders, they would be. Um, switched out usually because they do get gassed pretty quickly um, if it if it's a lot of running on the sides. Um, s- same thing with the center mids. You have to sometimes throw in, <coughs> sorry, uh, throw in a couple like two 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 pairs of uh, players coming in f- for the center mids to basically just get either a breather or just some fresh legs if the coach sees fit. Um, striker, it, it depends, but. Honestly, most of the time it would be the center mids and the players on the side, like the left wingers and the left backs, right wingers and right backs. Uh, now I'm I'm just like looking at your uh, page on the Buffalo State Athletics uh, website. Mm-hmm. Your the most minutes you've played this season was when at Plattsburgh State you played 107 minutes. Yeah. What what? How do you mentally kind of prepare for? playing that many minutes um so it's actually kind of funny that's not even my most played game um there was one against uh geneseo and it was uh, it's not on there i i, I don't think because a hundred it says at suny geneseo a yes. hundred minute yeah th- this so, one was a hundred minute yeah so they kind of they kind of messed it up there with the with the time with that was the whole thing it, it didn't really matter to me because 
Uh, I know how much I played. That was fine. But it, like 107 minutes with the Plattsburgh game, and I also played the Geneseo game. It was, a, it was almost 120 minutes. So that was basically, you say, how I prepare mentally. <laughs> uh, mentally, I feel like my the way I play is if I want to go out there, um, I would just leave everything on the table. Like, absolutely, I will leave 100% of myself out there um, till the last breath, basically, almost as if I would die on the field. I mean, that that's that's as simple as I would put it, to be honest. That's just the way I grew up. Um, and just with the Plattsburgh game coming into it, I knew it would be a hard game. Um, Plattsburgh's a great team, but um, we went into overtime, and playing them was, was very... Uh, very great game we came out on top actually i remember that and it mentally just have to put everything out there and then i think the physical toll also after those um after that entire 100 110 120 minute game i remember going into the locker room even after we won my team was celebrating and i just kind of sat down on the locker room floor and i was just like i was like i really don't want to move right now at all so uh that that is just a crazy, crazy physical toll, and just also mentally, always have to be focused during the entire game. So, what do you do with? Because obviously, you're playing, you're towards it, you're playing at the end of summer, and then starting get, to get into fall. Yeah. What do you do to like kind of keep yourself from getting too hot or getting too cold? What do you like? What do you do like before games? What do you do? You like test out the weather or something like that? So, uh, for me personally. I let's say because we start in mid-August, we start preseason, and then that goes. The season starts in early September, and then after that, it goes probably until late October, November, sometimes even. So what I would do, I remember in the summer, is that uh, if it was really hot outside after practices, it would be an hour and a half to two hours practices. So immediately ice bath right after it. Um, we have that in the Buffalo State facilities, which is phenomenal. Um, the ice baths, they recover you. Uh, your muscles feel great after that, even though it's very hard to get in at first. But uh, definitely ice baths. What I would also do is, um, because the sun is beaming on you uh, a lot of the time, I would take a towel um, and just put like cold water on it and just put it on my head just because of just the sun is always on you and you just want to cool off and let your body rest and after that really it's just you just have to um just relax after that but then going into the further further of the season further of the fall uh i would say when it gets colder of course you just um have to stay warmer what i would do is just put layers on uh coach jackets whatever we have basically and um very very you have to like certain people actually would uh put heating pads on their like uh, legs so they could um warm up quicker i never had to do that um i never had the need but uh, i always get a very good warm-up in and stretching before the game and then in the warm-up too like i would do before our warm-up i would stretch but then also stretch before the game this is just coming from me from an outsider's perspective that literally knows nothing about soccer or very little about soccer. But just um, how much running do you feel like you do per game? Because um, obviously it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, we it's it's actually interesting because we have these trackers. Um, it's kind of like GPS trackers that we put on. It's like these vests. It's called Stat Tracker. Uh, we don't put them on every game, but certain games we do. And when we do, I remember I was averaging mm, on the game between seven to ten miles each game, and that's 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 like cer- certain guys. Certain guys do less. Certain guys do more. And uh, but I would say. On average, I remember looking um, at the team average, and it'd be ten to twelve miles a game, maybe more or less between there. But for me, seven to ten miles so, a game. So this just proves now that the midfielders <laughs> are doing the most running during the game. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> for I mean, look looking at that stat, possibly. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, obviously, I don't know how much you pay attention to the World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. I'd assume probably since you you play soccer, you do. Yeah. yeah um, sure. What are you like? Uh, what are you looking forward to? Like, if it's the United States, is there any country that you're specifically um, going to be keeping an eye on? So with the World Cup, yeah, it's very interesting. So from the beginning, um, I was watching the qualifying games for the United States. I was also watching the um, the qualifying games in South America. Europe, basically, uh, honestly, all of them. Even in the even the African Cup, I was watching those games. Um, personally, the United States, I think they have a very good chance of getting out of their um, what's it called their group. Um, but the team, the country that I actually am rooting for the most is Poland. I am Polish, ah. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a f- first generation. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, my parents are from Poland originally and they came here, they immigrated here. So I speak, read and write Polish. So basically um, I have Polish citizenship. So it's great because um, they're in a group that's okay somewhat. Um, they have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland is in their group. So hopefully um, f- they come out of their group and the United States, I hope they come out of their group because that would be great to just see how they progress in through the stages of the World Cup um, for that, and that, but also I had a prediction, uh, like a little bit of a prediction. I from the beginning, well, looking at the qualifying matches and looking how Brazil looked like, I think um, I've been saying it to like all my friends. I think that Brazil is going to win the World Cup, and I hope I uh, I'm right on that. I'd be very happy with that if they do. So prediction. Yeah. So you mentioned that you know your parents are from Poland. Yeah. And you are first generation. Like, were they? really big into soccer back at home and did that have any like you know reflection on you growing up yeah so my mom not so much um she 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 was interested in soccer but uh not too much but it actually was interesting because my dad his dad so my grandfather he used to walk he used to have a shop uh like a gift shop you can say i guess here um where he would basically sell jerseys anything um, from the city that we're from. So we're from Łódź or Lodz, Lodz uh, from Poland. And there's this team, LKS, um, which is basically a team, the local team there. And he would sell jerseys, like a- anything you can imagine from that team. And growing up, my father, um, he definitely had soccer all the time. Growing up, he would play it outside all the time as well, just soccer, soccer, soccer. So um, my dad... When he came here, uh, 
at the age of six, he was like, "All right, like let's let's see how soccer goes for you." And uh, ever since then, basically, I've been been playing it. Yeah, yeah, that's really uh, awesome to see. Have you ever been to Poland? Yeah, many many times. He's, okay, he's a Polish citizen there. Well, I, I'm just saying, I, like, how many times you've been to Poland or not? Yeah. Um, obviously, question. you mentioned, you know, again, like your parents are from Poland. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed any differences in the game in Poland compared to America? Yeah. Um. So, not even not even Poland. Just I think Europe in general, but specifically Poland. Yeah. There, there, there. Honestly, American soccer. It's very, very physical. Um aspect there there's a point where um we even have teammates from overseas we have a portuguese teammate i have have a portuguese teammate and i can just tell by the way he plays it's more technical it looks more um more with like the ball uh kind of fluidity a lot of fluidity like it flows almost a lot of tech like technical skills and same thing in poland like from ever since you're playing in the youth academies growing up you really have the ball all at all times with you at all times with you but when i was growing up playing um here in america it was kind of like we did a lot of running we started going to the gym and i was like okay that's interesting because i saw different aspects i have a cousin that plays soccer in poland so it's like i saw how he was training i saw how i was training and i was like like look at the differences and then it definitely translates to that in the in college soccer so i think it's more physical um, it's a bit more faster pace, more aggressiveness in American soccer, um, but then Europeans more technical abilities. Now, obviously, we've been talking about your Polish. What did you go to the Dingus Day Parade on Monday? <laughs> no, I did not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I actually I actually my my grandma sent me videos from Poland from like Schmingus Dingus Day, right? Uh, that's what they call it, Schmingus Dingus. But yeah, Dingus Day. I know it's it's big here in Buffalo, and I was actually very surprised. Oh yeah, uh, like <laughs> look yeah. at like St. Patrick's Day. You see the St. Patrick's Day parade. Dingus Day is yeah. big here in Buffalo. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely next year you gotta go oh, out yeah. and go out to uh, one of the Dingus Day parades, and especially you know with you know COVID coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this this has been your first year. This wasn't like a. Uh, like where you came here last year, but you couldn't play. No, this is my thing. F- first official okay. year. Yeah. What was? I don't know what your situation was like in high school, mm-hmm. but what has been the adjustment with uh, COVID going on from this pa- uh, from a couple years back when COVID happened to now? Um. So I think with with COVID, uh, definitely. Um, it affected me most during like prime, I guess you can say prime quarantine. Um, and that was, um, uh, what was it like two years ago now? I think something like that. Yeah. 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 And years. yeah. Um, but coming into the coming into college soccer, I remember it affected me a little bit more, um, than now, but that's because, um, the NCAA did made, some new rules i forgot what it was and it was like no coaches can come see you um from division one two or three and it was very interesting because a lot of people missed out because we were running out of time to like commit to let's say schools and then that's because like the ncaa was not allowing any of the coaches and then they would obviously find coaches or get them 
they would have restrictions or whatever like that and um it affected me because i remember during prime quarantine prime covid um where i would just go by myself because like my parents were very strict about that to like not do have contact with anyone nothing like that mostly stay in the house but if i did go out it was most of the time where i would go out onto this uh soccer field um near my house and i would just train by myself and just kind of do um just keep my touch with the ball and then i was actually running a lot and that's because i was like if i stay in my house all the time quarantine's going to affect me it's going to um negatively impact me i think if i stop playing soccer at all so it was definitely tough it was it was a mental mental game and physical game but then coming in while covid was progressing um i feel like uh the point was the coaches um it was very skewed with the tournaments and for coaches to view you while you played because of the NCAA and i know some athletes that could have gotten to better colleges or could have gone higher into higher divisions but because of covid um there was restrictions and they kind of just did not uh go the athletic way they went just um they didn't become student athletes which was crazy cuz they had so much talent like that but um i feel that um it was a little bit skewed with how covid uh, affected me going into um into playing so- soccer yeah what what has been your overall thought on the coaching staff here at buffalo state I'm sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> uh just what what's like what's your what has been your overall thought on the coaching staff oh. here at Buffalo State? Cuz I've heard it's like yeah. it's really like, good no, for a D3 school. Yes, absolutely. Um I think and I'm I, I think I'm truly blessed with the coaches here. Um my head coach uh coach Cardillo and assistant coach coach Finn. Um and as well as all the other staff and coaches that help with us really really organized and just really happy about how the fact that they help us no matter what they go above and beyond honestly with how they help you um how just everything is so professional i think that if if it wasn't for the coaches here i probably would not have came to buffalo state um everything above above and beyond like i said my opinion Uh, i just wanted to ask who of your uh fellow midfielders would you say you look up to and were able to glean the most knowledge from being a freshman um definitely the older guys so the center mids that i looked up to was mo safe adam safe um i think they're role true role models they come in day in day out a lot of hard work they put in and just a great example for any incoming freshman or incoming transfer student uh student athlete playing in the center mid role um i think just how they perform and how they um even in the locker room how they are it's just great to to look up to them true role models
Yeah, another thing, obviously, like we all, you're you're a center midfielder that has a hard position to play. You know, it takes a lot of toll on your body. Like, how do you kind of play your game? Can you kind of describe it? Like, do you play a little more physical? Are you a little more patient, like a facilitator, or do you, are you just a guy that really likes to attack the ball and take it towards the net and try to score a couple goals? Uh, so for me, I mean, the the one that's attacking a lot would be Mo Safe yeah. <laughs> at Buffalo State. He's just phenomenal at that. I think he's so good at that. Um, I always was a more uh, I guess you can say laid back, but um, that's because of just how I I view the game. I think I have good vision when it comes to center midfield. I pick I can pick a pass, which is good. And um, that we have, I feel like in the three that we had last season, we had most safe, which is like this hacker, like you said. Then the facilitator was Adam, and I'd be more of like. Uh, work hard, nothing gets past me, kind of like trying to be more aggressive basically because I felt that that that, that is what was needed in the midfield at that given time. So um, basically more, just more aggressive, I guess you can say, but also um, calm and collected for sure. You want to start top three or yeah. do you have another question before top three? So yeah, we have a we do top three with all of our athlete mm-hmm. athletic guests. Um, so you're from Staten Island, yeah, New York, <laughs> and you also have a little bit of like you know Polish blood in you, you as well. Yeah. Have you tried Polish food in Buffalo? Polish food. Yeah, there's I a have, little. I have not. I don't. I don't have a car. So oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> so there's a little bit, but since you haven't, I'll switch that question up. What is your top three Buffalo foods? Buffalo foods. Yeah, like I kind of want to hear this too. <laughs> oh man, Buffalo foods. Hmm. This is interesting. Well, I mean, whenever when when I came to Buffalo, it was like you got to try the wings, right? Yep. So I mean, okay, Buffalo wings. Uh, I, but I wouldn't say necessarily number one. I don't think number one. Oh man, this is a hard question. <laughs> That's what we're here for—to hit those hard-hitting questions. Uh. Wow. Um, Do you want me to throw out a few options? Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, you, you got could. beef on weck, pizza logs, wings like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's a plethora of wings. Yeah. Um, wait, are you a flats or drums guy? We'll, we'll get this out of the way really quick. Do I have to have a preferred one? If you do. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I, don't, I wouldn't say so. Nah, right. I'm I'm a easygoing guy. So you're right down the middle. It doesn't matter yeah. what's thrown on your plate. No. Flats, drums. No, not at all. Blue cheese or ranch? That's another oh, Okay, one. definitely blue cheese. Okay, blue yeah! cheese. Okay. Yes. Okay. Has so, to be. So in your top three, you have any sort of any sort of wing, but with blue cheese. Yes. Yes. All right. Absolutely. That's actually every single time that's what I would go with. Yeah. Have you so have you tried beef on weck? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I don't recall. Beef on weck, no. Sorry. No, don't I mean you're <laughs> you don't you're a freshman here. This is prob- this is your first year at yeah. Buffalo. I mean I think that definitely over the summer, like you get ask some of your teammates, I'm sure they would be able to take you out or some. Yeah, I mean probably that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> but I will say, like I got one that, I mean I don't. I'm sure they probably don't do this, but I know they could do this like in hockey. But if you had the opportunity to do a goal song, what would your goal song be? Oh, for when we score a goal. Yeah. Oh man. That's a great question as well. Uh, hmm. 
Uh, ACDC, maybe? Thunderstruck? It's yeah! Not a, it's not a bad one. All right! We've, we've gotten a few ACDCs uh, between the hockey guys yeah. and, uh, and you as well now. Okay. Are you are you just a big ACDC listener, or is that oh, just something I'm not you a, like to... Not ACDC, uh, not specifically them. I think it represents it, like, best, though. If you score a goal, you get, like, hyped. Yeah, definitely, definitely like that. Um, that would be, like, a, I think, like, the... Bit, like it would hit most if you if that if that was a song. Now for you play on Coyer Field, obviously. What has made Coyer Field special compared to other? I think it pitches is what you can call it. Yeah, what pitches? Yeah. pitches and uh, I get, I'm getting these soccer <laughs> terms in here. Don't worry, I'm learning. Yeah, pitches, uh, yeah. Um, what's great about it? I mean, definitely if it's a full crowd, it's it's great. I think definitely helps for sure. Um I honestly, I just like the first moment where you walk onto that field, if it's the if it's a official soccer game, I'm walking onto the field and kind of like I'm walking on and we all line up and like the Star Spangled Banner's playing and then uh I I usually get chills. Uh, most of the time then um and just uh, the, the field itself it's i i haven't played on uh, i played on a lot of turfs like turf fields and i think it's a great turf field as well um the wind though is kind of crazy sometimes oh yeah <laughs> impeccable especially, especially <laughs> when you're right by the lake it, yeah it's it bad yeah i i've definitely felt the wind multiple times there but the the best things there is definitely if the if the bleachers are full with the crowd and the turf is uh is a, is a fine feeling to me. So um, who is like a who's like the biggest personality? Because this is a big team. Is there anybody on this team that has like the biggest personality? Oh wow! Um, <laughs> right now, yeah, like on the team right now, yeah. Hmm. Biggest personality. It's a good one. Uh, I would say, um, if you asked me like a month ago, Isaac Sapto, he's a, he's a bit of a personality. He, gr- <laughs> he always used to sing and uh, rap before games <laughs> and just dance around everywhere. But uh, unfortunately, he's uh, he's he he's not on the team anymore. He kind of left the team, which is a uh, yeah, kind of sad, but um, definitely now, uh, that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough question. Um, I would say probably um Riley or 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 Shuey, Max Shoemaker. Shuey's uh Shuey uh, definitely has a personality to him. I mean, maybe not so much in the locker room, but on the field. I mean, he's a uh, he's a leader, so. Are you ever a trash talker, or are you more like just quiet when you're me? Under- yeah, depends on the day, but usually trash talker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> usually. Uh, well, that's to get you event. I mean, if if ever possible, get you mic'd up for for a game or not. Trash talk though, more of like uh, not like Steve Smith, like the NFL players. Like like soon. sweet talk. Ah, uh, we'll like call it kind sweet of. Talk. Right. <laughs> yeah, so rough uh, sweet talk. <laughs> yeah, well, gotta have that competitive juice. 
<laughs> well, I just want to say thank you for coming in on such a short notice. No we're thank you. You know, I, I I think we're we're starting to try and move towards people that are in their off season, so they're not practicing or they don't have a game coming up. Um, this was definitely a lot of fun. I, I, I definitely, I definitely learned something new today. Um, and, uh, I will, I'll definitely make sure when I post this on, um, uh, I have it uploaded to Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever you listen to, I can send you the link. So thank you again for coming in. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for joining the show, man. Yeah. So talk. That was uh, David Wozniak on the uh, here in studio with us. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on 91.3 FM WBNY.